Okay. Um, they're exactly like scratch and sniff snicker stick scratch and can't say it can't say it <laughs> scratch and sniff stickers scratch and sniff <laughs> stickers say that five times fast folks before you judge me Welcome to episode number 18 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Executive Vice President of Elections. Not the other word I almost said. Uh, the Executive Vice President of Elections, the Captain of the Hanging Chad, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, what does it feel like to do a podcast while the world is burning? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've been in a fairly zen place about this whole thing. Yeah. Um, me too. I, you know, we've talked about it that I voted early and I, you know, I kind of put, put my uh, faith in the American people, which that may have been a interesting choice to do. But, um, you know, I, I guess what I would say is I'm tired of people going through this election process and giving me a play by play as if it's a basketball game. Yeah. Just let me know who wins and I'll just go about my business. So that's where I'm at. How about you, Bill? <laughs> I, I'm at the same place. You know, I did watch the election returns last night as, we're, as we record this. Uh, yesterday was election day here in the United States. Uh, I did watch the election returns. It's something I do every year. I do yep. enjoy it. I wa enjoy watching our democracy at work. I find it fascinating that all 50 states have different little rules and things like that when they can count votes. I do find that fascinating. I'm also very much at a Zen place. Just kind of let me know when it's over with and, and hopefully uh, it'll be uh, done and over with a due aplomb by both sides. Yes. We shall, shall see, but you know, so I, I can't say that like I'm, I'm happy about everything, but you know, it does make me happy Kirby. What's that bill. Thank you so much for knowing to ask. I'd be a good pals over at common skew. That's right. It's that online software that's going to allow you to connect with your team, streamline your workflow from where, Kirby? Anywhere. That's right, Kirby. Anywhere. Anywhere in the entire world. In fact, I haven't verified this, but apparently you can be on the moon and still run your distributor business. I, wow. Again, unverified, <laughs> but I have no doubt that they could do it because it's a cloud-based software that allows you to really manage every single touch point of your workflow. Um, from creating presentations to invoicing your clients and everything in between. And I know you've used it for years. We're not going to get a big, big in, into you. You know, you have used it. And I know it's been instrumental in helping your business grow. That's 100% true. And what's funny is literally this morning, I went through where on the promotional products professionals page, someone was asking for, you know, uh, advice on software or whatever. And that happens on a regular basis. What it was does. What was fascinating to me, and it became a part of my answer in this, is I had recommended literally this morning, Common Skew. Yep. And one of the reasons I said was because you notice how passionate the people who use it are in telling you how to use it. That tribe, that, that group of people who are supporters matter. 
And so I think that's yeah. just one piece that we don't always talk about, but I think it matters. Yeah, it's one thing to stand behind your product. It's another thing to be completely integrated within making that product, making it better on a daily basis. And that's exactly what the folks do over at Common Skew. So you want to learn how to stay connected to your clients, stand apart from your competition, and most importantly, dramatically, not just sort of, but dramatically grow your distributor business. Head over to commonskew.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. And while you're there, head over to their sister site, skewcon.com. they got a great conference coming up on January the 7th. Speakers like Seth Godin, Jonathan Isaacson, Tim Andrews, Paul Bellantone, and a slew of other movers and shakers, both in and out of the industry. I tell you what, there's not going to be a day better spent in January than that right there. So head over to skewcon.com, learn more about that. Head over to commonskew.com to learn about that cloud-based platform. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me as votes are still being tabulated. Nobody <laughs> knows who is going to be leading our great nation for the next four years. We're just kind of taking it as it goes. We're just going to focus on the things we know about, and that is promotional products. So I have the honor of bringing the promo up front part of this podcast to, to life, if you will. And we are going to do that. So um, I really struggled finding a topic for promo up front this week. There is not a hell of a lot going on in our industry. So you want me to take it? Nope. No, no, that would break format. And sir, (laughs) I reject that on principle. Okay. No, we are going to talk about Expo reimagined. So obviously, uh, PPAI Expo, the largest trade show in our industry. Uh, they uh, went to a virtual event about, uh, I think they announced about six, eight weeks ago, something we were all waiting. We knew was going to happen and, and finally waited for that shoe to drop. But just about last week, they really released a lot of the details mm. about the virtual event. So uh, they released a daily schedule from June 11th to June. I'm sorry, let's try that again. January 11th to January the 14th. They're going to have product pavilions, open exhibits, professional development, networking. And then what I loved about the website, and if you, you just Google PPI Expo, it'll take you right to the uh, Expo website. I don't know it off the top of my head. But they talked about what to expect, product discovery and solutions, and then a blurb about that, industry-focused education, a blurb about that, and then convenient and relevant networking virtually. And so I, what I love about this, because it's such a big, giant show. It's this behemoth in our industry. And I think it's probably the first event that impacts all of us, Mm. right? I mean, the pandemic feels like it's been going on for 864 years, (laughs) but this is the first time I think so many of us are really going to be impacted. There was a lot of us who didn't go to ASI Chicago. I I didn't, I was going to speak there, Mm -hmm. SKU camp, right? There's a lot of things where we were going to go to, but didn't. And, and, but in the grand scheme of things, when Expo has been changed to virtual, that, that's kind of a big deal. Not that the other ones aren't. I don't want to belittle that. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Are you planning on attending? Do you think the engagement's going to be there? What are your thoughts now that they've released the schedule about the virtual uh, PPAI Expo? And Kirby, I'll now shut my mouth and let you have two minutes. Go, please. Okay. Uh, do you have a mute button? Uh, no. We, oh, <laughs> do I wish you did. <laughs> so does the audience. No. I, you know, it's, um, 
yes, I think that the undertaking that PPA is, is going after is admirable. I think that my initial reaction on this is, yes, I want to participate. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to kind of network and get together with the folks that I would get through. It's not going to be the same. And that's not a knock on anything they're going to do. Well, it um, can't be. It, yeah. it just can't be. You don't have a captive audience. I can get up and go do whatever yeah. in another room, watch TV or whatever. Yeah, but I think what pops into my head as you were uh, talking about this is, you know, the first thing was, man, okay, cool. I'm going to have to spend less time thinking about this until it's time to do this. Whereas before I had to make travel arrangements and hotels and kind of think through all that sort of thing. I don't have to do that. But, but, and this literally just popped my head and we've both done some virtual events. I think if you are planning to attend that event mm-hmm. and you ha- if you don't find yourself to be the master of technology, mm-hmm. spend the time that you would have done booking travel, learning the technology so that you can do that in an effective way because otherwise it's going to be a shit show and it's going to be a shit show for you. The, the people who know how to work the technology, they'll manage. You will end up having a bad experience because you don't have an internet connection or your camera doesn't work or you haven't like spend the time suppliers and distributors to invest in yourself. Cause if you're going to do it, do it yeah. right. Yeah. Cause That's- I think we've, I've seen so many people who've gone into these virtual events and they just don't know what they're doing. And it's, I get it. The first 10 of these that I did, I was like that, sure. but spend the time. No, Kirby, that's great advice. That really is such fantastic advice to get to know your technology, embrace it a little bit and and get comfortable with the fact that it is going to be different. I think one of the things I really like about it, what Expo is, they're not just trying to say, okay, we're going to do the same thing just virtually. That's yeah, the biggest mistake yeah. I see yeah, with I a lot of these virtual events. It's like, we're going to have the same footprint in terms of time, in terms of all that. And we're going to do, we're just going to do it virtually man, you can't do that. And so one thing I learned when we were planning and I was on, I I was one of the co-chairs planning the uh, PPAI leadership development workshop. And we made it a virtual event this year. Usually it's in Dallas, usually about 128 ish um, regional folks uh, come in and we do some heavy duty training about how to be on a board and what to give and all those type of things. And we had to do it virtually. And so we opened it up to everybody, but we made it instead of three, three full days, which it generally is in Dallas. We did it over three days, but we did three hours on one day through two hours the next day, three hours the next day, just to break it up. And a lot of things broken up in between. You have to cater to where your audience is at now mm-hmm. and your audience now is at home. And so, you know, they're not going to be walking the aisle. So you have to figure out how do I, how do I, you can't recreate a walking the aisle experience, at least unless somebody's working on some really cool code. I don't know. (laughs) VR. Yeah. But you have to create the experience that's tailor made to everybody's current lifestyle. And I think, you know, looking at what PPAI has put out there, knowing the people at PPAI and knowing how much planning they put into regular expo. I have no doubt that they're going to, they're going to pull it off to the best of their ability, but when you're evaluating it and they're going to ask for evaluations, do not judge it against a previous in-person expo. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it, it is different. And I think it's funny. I had this conversation this morning, as you know, um, Mark Graham had asked me about the virtual conference we put on and did it meet my goals. And I think that one of the mistakes I made was one of the things we were trying to do is replace our end user show that we normally do. And in that light, it didn't work. 
Yeah. But in the light of other things that we're trying to accomplish, it did. And I think that right. was one of the lessons we took out of it is we need to adjust our goals for it. Absolutely. Too. And, and it, not only PPAI has to adjust yes. their goals, attendees, the exhibitors have to adjust their goals. And I think the biggest question is how are they going to recreate eye candy? I think that's the <laughs> thing I want to know how they're going to recreate that so I can know how to avoid it just like I do in Vegas. <laughs> no, I, yeah. How do you, it's, it's much easier to ghost, right? <laughs> I've never had that problem. <laughs> I've never had that problem at all, Kirby. No, at all. All right, funny. Kirby. Uh, so good. So uh, yeah, I signed up. We're, we're signed up here over Brandivate. We'll be there and it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. And I have no doubt PPAI is going to pull it off. Kirby, do you have a topic for us? I do. Um, okay. So I, I saw this headline the other day and I thought it was interesting. So masks are potentially going to get certification lab labels. Okay, mm -hmm. so masks may soon be getting a set of standards to help consumers determine how efficient each type of face covering is at filtration. Um, ASTM International, organization that sets technical standards, um, is working on uh, working with the government on this. Once these standards are agreed upon, masks meet that would bear a label certifying that. So um, that caught my attention. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that you know, branded masks are a, a part of the world that we live in right now. I mean, as, as sort of we predicted, I think a long time ago, it's like you've got one in your desk and one in your car and one in your home and one in your pocket um, because you end up needing it in a quick pinch. But obviously not, of them, not all of them are built the same. So um, I have some thoughts on this, uh, but I wanted to see if, if you had uh, sort of a take on getting certification labels for masks. I, I actually, and I am not the first person to scream for some sort of government body to do something like this, but I think it's absolutely necessary. Um, and I'd like a little guidance, quite frankly. I mean, I, we're all just flying by the seat of our pants. You've got a mask that's kind of a neoprene type material, I think, mm -hmm. that I just saw. Yep. I've got cotton masks that I slip mm -hmm. in uh, these little filters in. I have no idea if they're doing anything, but they look official. Mm -hmm. um, you have other people wearing like um, masks they buy at Party City if they're going to a Halloween party as a surgeon. You've got uh, people wearing the KN95s. And so I think some sort of, not, not necessarily, just some guidance. Is right. this good, better, or best? Is, you know, what, what is best? So, yeah. so something like that I think actually would be very helpful. Um, I just don't want it to be some giant, big, bloated bureaucracy that's going to take forever. Um, yeah. There's my thoughts. Yeah, you I know, disagree. I think, I think no, I no. I actually think what you said is fair because my, my initial reaction was when I read the headline, "Oh, sweet baby Jesus!" Of course yeah. they need a, a certification label. Of course the government wants to get involved in this. Well, it's a health thing, though, right? I, I, my my pushback to myself was okay. If the idea is to say, I, I, I kind of like what you just said there, good, better, best, because I think this piece that I have here is good. It's not. Mm -hmm one of the high level things, but it's something. As long as you are not requiring me to do a certain thing, just tell me, you know, okay, this one does a little bit more than this, this one does a little bit more than this. Yeah. If it's informational in its, yes. like you said, that, uh, I'll buy that, that yeah. makes sense. Um, you would do the same with, uh, um, you know, the- A movie rating. Uh, yeah, movie rating, sunscreen, or le not sunscreen, yeah. but like the-, the uh, Oh, the, the, the- Ability for sun to get through your shirt or whatever. We're, we are master communicators. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so the- UV yeah, I know rating. Yeah, the UV rating and all yeah. that. 
So that that's interesting to me. And then then I think that you could uh, a mask distributor or supplier could use it as a selling tool to say mm -hmm. you know they, they could show themselves as more of an expert in that way. I think it makes a ton of sense. Okay, so now let me shit on my own point. Um, <laughs> here's where I do kind of have a little bit of a problem with it. The second you do that, I worry that some businesses will say you can't come in here unless your mask meets this rating. The, yeah, and, and, and here's what I would say. No, they won't. We can't get businesses to who are saying that they require masks to actually require masks. They're not doing that. No, <laughs> businesses won't, but I could see the FAA getting involved in airline travel. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. You know, again, it's one it's it's the law of unintended consequences. So I think you're probably right, it wouldn't happen, but I think we'd be foolish to think that it definitely wouldn't happen. Yeah, my my daughter just flew on American and they are packing those flights so full that she sat in the middle seat. I'm like, oh. yeah. So the yeah. FAA, why don't you take control of your own shit yeah. before you start worrying about masks? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Speaking of masks, Kirby, I saw you flinging your, your mask there. It's a great promotional product. It says, give joy, I believe. Yes. Uh, do you have a product this week you'd like to share with us? That's something that gives you happiness and gives you joy? Ooh. So I actually got I this a long might, time ago. I thought you might, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got this a long time ago. You will probably recognize it. This is actually... I do recognize that. A full color wrap gold bond... Uh, gold coffee star. Mug, gold, excuse me, gold star. Excuse me, uh, coffee mug. What I actually love about it is, um, and for those who don't know, it's, it's something that uh, the gang at Gold Star put together with Bill's help. And it has all of the, like, bunch of nicknames that go around that he's given me over the time. What I think is really cool about this, because coffee mug, you know, you might think, oh, well, that's, but they actually came with, filled with these pens, which mm -hmm. also had, also from Gold Star, also yep. each had different nicknames on them. This is a presentation that I think is totally different. I've yeah. actually pitched this, literally taken this whole thing into a client's office and say, if you are rolling out a new initiative, to your internal team, this is a cool way to do it. So I thought that it's, was- You know, another use of that product is that I thought of, you know, a lot of companies have core values. It's like four yes. or five And that's, I, by the way, that's what it was. That's exactly, really? it, was, okay. it was a core values thing. And on each pen, Could you be a put different core a value. different core value. Yeah. Okay, that, we did not discuss that. That is pure <laughs> serendipity right there. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, Kirby, you're familiar with Movember, are you not? Uh, yeah, but feel free to educate me. Thank you. I will educate you. <laughs> so Movember is is a movement started, I think, in 2002 or three, where uh, men who either have facial hair will shave it or men who don't have facial hair will grow a mustache for and during the course of November, raising money for men's health issues, prostate cancer, suicide awareness, things like that. So uh, I've participated a couple years. I, I grew a trucker mustache one year. And then very sadly, I, I, I did it because someone would donate money to my cause. I did what was called the wisp, which is the very pencil thin mustache. And oh, wow. that was very disturbing. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you saw this KFC, you know, their, their mascot is Colonel Sanders yeah. uh, has shaved his mustache for or saves his mustache Ooh. and goatee for November. Now they only did it for one day on, on the first, cause that's when you shave, you shave uh, November 1st, then you grow the mustache throughout. So I don't know if they're oh. going to carry this promotion throughout the, the, uh, uh, the whole month of November, but I thought it was very interesting, but they did it on all media on their buckets, on signage, on drink cups, and all this thing. I thought, what a really cool way, again, to get, we're talking now about Kentucky Fried Chicken, something yeah. we never would do. And what a really astute way to participate, doing something good, 
Um, I just thought it was very, very interesting to do that, something iconic. And then, and then even the Pringles guy did it, which you know how much I love me some Pringles. (laughs) We talked about that last week. Um, we're not, not. (laughs) but, uh, no, I actually think that's genius. Yeah, me too. I thought it was very, very interesting. So uh, I want to know if you're going to participate in November this year and grow a a big mustache for everybody to see at the end of the month. Yeah. So that's, that's a hard pass on that. Okay. So So what you're saying is you don't care about men's health or men's health issues. Very cool. Okay. Sorry. I was on Facebook. I just did every political post ever. No, I, but back to the KFC thing, I think that's really interesting and really tying it together and raising awareness for it. Like to me, that is, that is branding done well, doing good, done well. Yeah. And uh, kind of tying it together, not only with, uh, you know, their buckets and all that sort of yeah. thing is Very cool. super genius. I, I struggle. I, I, I grew a mustache when I was in college. It looked so ridiculous that yeah. I cannot, I can't inflict that on anybody ever yeah. again. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I had the trucker mustache that so did one of these all the way down and it was, it was a bit, uh, kids didn't, nobody liked it. <laughs> and then when I did the, th- I, I'll, I, I, have a, I had this pencil thin wisp mustache, which was Eesh. extremely disturbing. Yeah. Extremely disturbing. All right. Well, Kirby, and, well and here's the other thing. Amy yeah. doesn't like me with facial hair. She will not kiss me. So that's no. pretty much end of discussion. Well, that just tugged on my heartstrings at some level. <laughs> All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Um, yeah. So I am going to go here. Um, so I saw an article that talks about um, that during this time, mm-hmm. musicians uh, have been struggling. Can't do live concerts. They can't mm-hmm. do a lot of that sort of thing. And I just saw, read an article today. I mean, I, I did some research this week, man. I wow, look stuff. at you. Like, I, this is very rare. What's up? Um, but how COVID cancellation merch is helping musicians and music venues. So they are actually utilizing branded merchandise to help sustain themselves. So yeah. you know, it starts with the show could not go on. Yeah. And so people are using, you know, branded uh, merchandise that like are, of course, the standard t-shirts and, and different uh, drinkware pieces and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's, it doesn't surprise me, but when I read the article, it, it, it actually did my heart good because I think you've got a group of people who are naturally creative and naturally want to put themselves out there and doing using what we do to help them sustain themselves during this time. Yeah. I don't know. It brings me some sense of joy, and I think yeah. it would our audience too. So I just wanted to share that. No, I love it. And here's the thing, Kirby. I, when I you know this, what we're going through the pandemic is a generational defining event. It, it really is. It's something oh, yeah. that. Any of us who've gone through it and truly lived it will never forget it. My kids are 18. You're, you know, you have one that's a little older, one that's a little younger. It's a right same age, what, close enough. They're never going to forget it. We're never going to forget it. And it's going to alter the way we do things going forward. What it'll also do is it will create memories, sometimes good and sometimes bad. And I really believe when we look back on the time of the pandemic, however long it lasts, when we look back on that, one of the things I will be immensely proud of, of our industry, and I think a lot of people, they won't be able to say it the way I'm about to say it, but they will feel it and know it in their hearts, is the way merchandise has been able to connect people when they couldn't be there physically. 
Mm-hmm. And so they'll remember technology, but they'll also remember things. The box that shows up out of the blue, yeah. the t-shirt that they sent me because the concert was canceled or that I could buy that's a limited edition and, and, or whatever. Those are the things that, um, you know, there is a, a, a silver lining in every cloud. And, and I am a realist and I can be optimistic in that moment too. And I'm a realist to believe that you decide as a realist, in my opinion, you just decide, am I going to believe the positive or am I going to believe the negative? Or am I going to focus on that? And there's so much positive that goes on with what we do. I think it's a tremendous thing. I, I agree with you. It, it, what we do, what this industry does is truly connect people through merchandise. Yeah. Yes, 95% of the time is to sell something or to promote something. But uh, it's also used for good. Roger Burnett you know, obviously focuses quite a bit on that. It's such a great medium. And I do think it's a defining moment, honestly, for our industry yeah. um, as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, we, and it's, it's where I get frustrated with mm-hmm. our, with people in our industry, individuals in our industry, when they start mm-hmm. talking about the sky is falling and how, yeah. how the industries, you know, the people won't be buying things. I'm like, oh my gosh, if anything, it's shown how strong the connections our industry can create. Yeah. Uh, and one yeah. of the things you also said was that this is a culture defining moment. I think that's really true. And I hadn't thought of it, but what occurs to me is a lot of culture defining moments are almost instantaneous. Yes. They're a moment in time, mm-hmm. 9-11, uh, the challenger, mm-hmm. you know, you think about the, a lot of those things that were, where were you when this yeah. happened? And this one's interesting in the sense that it's not, yeah. it's, well, it's an extended period of time. Um, it's not a day, an hour, a week. This is, to me, at least that's unique from my perspective. On yeah, that. I would push back a little bit on that. Cause I think like, like 9-11, for example, yes, it was a moment, but then it was a lingering after effect too. I, I agree, but it, it was it, like people say, "Where were you when?" Like when the when the plane hit the World Trade Center. You know what I mean? Like it was a time. It was a moment. Uh, fair enough. Okay, but I think it'll be different moments for different people. I think what mm-hmm. it'll be is what where what were you? Where were you when you realized that the world was shutting down? Mm-hmm. So right. I, I, we're disagreeing over something that's completely dumb. So we're going to move on. <laughs> well, it's election season. It so. is election season. All right, Kirby, let's talk scratch and sniff t-shirts. <laughs> well, why wouldn't we? Because we have nothing else to talk about this week. Um, I, coming from the luxury fashion company, Lanvin. Okay. Ever heard of them? Okay. Um, they're exactly like scratch and sniff, sniff stick, scratch and sniff. <laughs> Can't say it. Can't say it. Scratch and sniff stickers. Scratch and sniff stickers. Say that five times fast, folks, before you judge me. Um, There are three of them. There is a cherry shirt for men, a blackberry shirt for women, and a gender-neutral strawberry shirt. Now, Kirby, these are $590 each for a t-shirt. I always love short-circuiting you with like weird crap like this. It's so great. The New York Times, who reviewed the shirt, said, These scents are faint, but not subtle. A person standing nearer to the wearer than manners would permit would be met with a brazenly synthetic aroma of artificial fruits. For example, the cherry smells like cherry cough drops. The blackberry smells like purple, the flavor of artificial grape. Kirby, I'd like to know right now how many cherry blackberry or gender neutral strawberry shirts would you like so it's what but not subtle <laughs> uh thank you for asking they're faint 
Faith, but, but not, not subtle. subtle. That's like the worst description of a scent yeah. ever. Yeah, and, and, and that's a, it never says that on a candle. No, and if you're standing <laughs> nearer to the wearer than manners would normally permit, you will be met with the brazenly synthetic aroma of artificial fruits. That might be my favorite sentence ever written in a New York Times article. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that the Me Too movement would be excited about a scratch and sniff shirt for ladies. I, I like that is that seems like the worst idea. I would not be in favor of wow. my daughters getting a scratch and sniff shirt. That's a hard pass on that. Okay. And frankly, based on the idea that we're living in a pandemic and there is a certain percentage of the population who can't seem to keep their damn hands to their self, I do not want a scratch and sniff shirt either. So All right. have I been clear? Yes, you have. So Landvin, <laughs> go ahead and invent those scratch and sniff shorts. Kirby be right on those. Uh, Kirby, do we have time for another topic or are we just going to end this thing right now? Let's, let's, do, let's do the party in the back if that, okay. as if that wasn't. That was, that was a little party. In the back, we will sure. party in the back. So I brought some hard hitting topics this week, Kirby. I am now ready to uh, party it up in the back of this podcast. Let's do it. All right. So it's been a long time since Uh-oh. we've done just a plain old fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. I love it. Kirby, I'm ready to see the blanks and I'm ready to fill them. Let's go. Let's right. do it. Let's bring it to the broadcast people who are listening for fun and okay. promo. <laughs> Fill in the blank with Bill Petrie. Are you ready? I am ready, Kirby. Bill Petrie's favorite cartoon character is? Uh, Woody Woodpecker. All right. I always thought Woody Woodpecker is pretty funny. <laughs> Don't know why. All right. I have no clue why. It's the first one that popped into my head, so I'm going to go with it. I like it. Uh, you know what? Also, Marvin the Martian kind of amused me. Okay. All right. If you had I'm to eat, obscure, apparently. Yeah, apparently, that's that's great. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, it would be cheeseburgers. Please, what what kind of dumb question is that? I thought for sure it was going to be Pringles. No, no, <laughs> I don't eat the Pringles, Kirby. I think I made that clear last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, and I hope you're enjoying the last episode of the Promo <laughs> Front Podcast. All right, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to okay. ask it anyway. The best song for you to karaoke to is. Oh, that'd be Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> that's not what I thought you'd say. What did you think I'd say? That was a Billy Idol tune. Oh, uh, yeah. Raphael. One of the two. But see, here's the thing. I like the karaoke. And so I think of the first song I always go into, which is Rhinestone Cowboy by the greatness that was Glenn, Kemp- Glenn Campbell. I can do the Billy Idol one, and I love doing that one. But man, after you sing that, it's just like gargling razor blades. I'm out for the night. That's when I ghost. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so you talked about the best song to karaoke to. The best song to dance to for Bill Petrie is... None of the above. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually do like the two-step, so any sort of country song, I'll okay. two-step to. All right, that's, that's, that's information that we all needed. No, nope, I don't think so. Okay, the best thing about having a dog is... <laughs> a dog or my dog? <laughs> I feel like Clar- your dog. Clarify, clarify your question, sir. A be- your dog. Um, as she's getting older, she's starting to turn into a good dog. She's been an incredibly difficult puppy. Um, and she's still very much a puppy. She'll turn one in a couple of weeks. But she, you're starting to see some of the adult in her. So just the fact that she is a, when she's a lazy hound dog, she's a good lazy hound dog, just snuggles with you and loves to be, does, don't care what you do to it. It's a very mm. cool dog. It's a very chill dog. Okay. Three more. You're doing great. I feel like I'm doing fair. 
the best thing about having kids is? Oh, that's a good question. I'd say the best thing about having kids is really seeing them grow up and make decisions without influence mm -hmm. uh, and making what, and it's not even necessarily the right decisions, just making the right decisions for them without influence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of rejecting the inner, I need it now occasionally and, mm -hmm. and, and playing the long game. That's very gratifying for me. Um, I like it. So there's, there's an honest there's an honest question. It's like, I feel like we're on a, you know, it's a very special episode of the promo fun podcast. <laughs> it's like, you know, when, when they had a very special different strokes because, yeah. you know, you know, Arnold got kidnapped or something. So that's yeah. what I feel like just happened. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit like that too. We all got kidnapped. The best superpower would be invisibility. All right. I don't even need to elaborate on that. Uh, I'd go with being able to fly, but that's fine. No invisibility. Okay. Okay. Uh, final question. You know why invisibility? Because I could walk in your house and turn it down from 74 degrees to a cool 68. Wouldn't even see me. Be like, why is the thermostat keep going down? Everybody say, I didn't do it. And they wouldn't be lying. The most disturbing thing about that is if for me to not see you, is you'd be walking around my house naked. That's what would bother me the most. Oh, and you have no idea. <laughs> no idea what I'd be doing in your house naked. <laughs> I'd be sitting on every chair. <laughs> yes, I believe that. I 100% believe that. Final Last one. Last final one. question. The worst thing about email is? Um, there's so damn many of them. Um, there are just too many of them. And, and so, I, I, uh, there's just too many of them. There's too many of them. <laughs> yeah. You need to be invisible. I need to be invisible. But you know who doesn't need to be invisible, Kirby, is I grab my notes so I can- Who's that, Bill? Properly. Well, your promotional products business, it won't be invisible if you're running it on Common Skew. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You want to get noticed? You want to stand out from the crowd? You want to grow wildly and successfully? Of course you do. Then you go to commonskew.com because they got that cloud-based business platform help you run every aspect of your distributor business. You know, you could be at the dog park for the 14th day in a row trying to tire out your dog so you don't have to do it all night long and probably run your distributor business. Not that I would have any experience in doing something like that. You could do that. Why are you looking around like that, Kirby? I'm going to need to go back and listen to that sentence again. But I think ahead. we've gone. Well, no, we have to take the dog to the dog park all the time to get exercise. She needs exercise. But I could take my computer with me and I could run my distributor business while the dog is running around at the dog park. Okay. That's the beauty of Common Skew. Pay attention. Come okay. on, get with it. Boy, this has gone, gone horribly off the rails <laughs> this week. Um, but no, if you want to run every aspect of your distributor business, CommonSkew does have those tools and they really do. All joking aside, they care so deeply about every partner and that's what you are when you join comments you're truly a partner in success with them they're invested in your success and it's going to help you stay connected with your clients stand apart from the competition and really close more deals that's going to dramatically grow your business so hop over to comsq.com you're not going to be sorry you did kirby i don't know if we're making it to a 19th episode or not we will find out uh, so tune in next week find out yep that's right